Okay. Well, we're you're in beautiful Ohio, beautiful weather. Stephen Burke, who in a few days will give his 113th briefing to the 361 community. Uh, probably more if you go back to all the other things. We're going back to London. But we're in Ohio again. And you've been in Ohio many times mm -hmm. since the 80s. You've seen the finance industry evolve. You've seen, you know, I'm from a small town in, in Ohio, Newark. And we've had our our problems through uh, the, the, the multinational movement. We saw jobs go to, to China. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a certain kinetic, new kinetic energy that's happening yep. here. But I... I what are your impressions? We've been together a few times, so. Well, I think the, I think the big the big changes are are businesses coming back, and it's coming back in a big way. Intel, Ford's talking about bringing a lot of jobs back. I think the I think the approach that the government's taken to make it more attractive to bring jobs back is pretty differentiated and special, and they're they're marketing it hard, and people are recognizing it. And I think the uh, shift from the coast to the back to the Midwest is a trend that's going to continue and I think it's good for for this area because of the schools and it creates jobs for the young people and keeps the talent here and I think that's one of the things that was a problem you had talent drain you had job drain and now you have it coming back and I think that makes the, this area really dynamic and I think the venture community is on board with it I think a lot of investments coming back here and I think that's going to make a big difference for a long time. Do you remember in 2019 in New York you, uh, yes, I do. You were a Coquino with somebody yes. who was the lieutenant governor of Ohio. Yes. I uh, wish I looked at the agenda before that. <laughs> it was pretty hard on politicians. Not local ones. It was more directed to Washington. And uh, and I was really impressed with what uh, lieutenant governor and the governor have been doing and uh, to make it attractive to bring business back. I think, it's a, I think it starts with leadership. And uh, so much of the world is devoid of you know, strong leadership to to make good decisions for the long term, not for the for the next election cycle. And I think what they're doing here is longer term planning, which is really a void in the U.S. right now and many other countries too. So, so March 2020, we were elbow mm -hmm. uh, shaking, and because we were with the lieutenant governor, and he was telling us that he's going to shut down the major events, and so they were showing that leadership. But you've also met. Jobs Ohio, mm -hmm. and you've been hearing that story for some time. Very unique group, uh, and something rather major happened in my county, which was Intel yep. choosing to come to put twenty, maybe up to a hundred billion, and that that plays to some of that transformation reshoring that you've been talking about. Yep. Yeah, and in the in the semiconductor area, it's particularly important because semiconductors are so critical to everything we do today. It used to be phones and computers, and that's that's a big part of the business still, but now it's cars, it's the EV movement, it's pretty much everything we do is going to be driven by that. And even the retail area, there's a, I think there was a 40% increase in robotics last year, and all those things require a lot of chips. And unfortunately, given the geopolitical situation in the world today, bringing back stuff that secures the country's needs is critical, and, and Intel's taken a big step with that. I think they have to find places to go, and, and Ohio's been a beneficiary of that so far. So I think that's, uh, you know, they, they had the plan, and the plan was the right time for the world, what was going on in the world, and so a lot of things are coming together. I think it's very positive for the Midwest area. And I think it's, you know, we're going through a tough time in the country and in the world, but I think this is what you need to do to be, come out of it well, and I think they're positioned well 
for the turn. And I, I don't know if we're going to have a deep recession or even a recession at all, but uh, regardless of what that is, you have to be ready for, for what's next. And I think they're taking the steps to be ready for what's next. I think that's uh, important. I think we have to do that more around the country, too, and, uh, and around the world with our, with our allies. I think there's a real uh, uncomfortable dynamic with uh, governments around the world and with geopolitics and all these changes going on at once. And we're going to need strong leadership, and we're going to need it from companies, we're going to need it from, from politicians, and we're going to need it from the population. We all have to realize what we're up against. There's a, there's a fight on our hands, and we're, we have to do that together. And I think that's going to take a change in the, in the way we operate as a country and a change in the mindset of the people to, to get through what's going to be a, you know, a challenge. So, but there will be positives coming out of it. We reshore where our economy is much better than the rest of the world is in, in a lot of ways. And uh, we're very dynamic. We've always been, and we, we're very adaptable. And I think that's going to allow us to push forward and, and get through the tough times as it always has. It's uh, the resilience and adaptability of the U.S. economy is one of the hallmarks of it. It's one of the things that keeps us as one of the leaders. And I think it, it'll push us through even, even as we have uh, foreign governments and foreign countries really challenging us. Japan in the 80s, China more recently. Um, but the sustainability of it is hard. And I think it takes, uh, it takes a lot of things. Um, it takes rule of law to be respected. It takes education. Uh, so you have a, a strong population that's knowledgeable and, and innovation, and that comes from an educated society. And I think the other thing we're missing, and this is one of the key things I've talked about a lot, is we have to be more open to bring immigra immigrants back into the U.S. We have a population issue. Uh, our birth death rates aren't that great. Our fertility rates aren't that high. So we need new talent coming in, and we need that diversity, too, because it helps drive us and make us better. So I think that's um, – so. I, well, it's – kind of cloudy in the short term i think the long term the u.s's resilience will take us through and and our adaptability will will drive it and our innovation so as long as we keep our, our education strong and we don't get too divided as a country and, and that's one of the challenges we have to come together and we need a strong we need strong local governments and we need strong national governments to do that but we also need corporations to to get on board with it and, and really drive it forward. So I think there's big changes that have come. I think there's bigger changes coming uh, as we move ahead, and I think that's going to be pretty dynamic for the, for the country and also for the Midwest because it's going to continue to benefit from the reshoring that we've talked about. So, so I, when you talk, when you talk big, such big picture, it reminds me of many have said Steve Burke for president, but I'll put that aside. <laughs> we, already, we already have another president coming, according to one of our... <laughs> yes. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't get through the vetting anyway. So. <laughs> I think that's, I think we're pretty sure on that. But actually, I mean, it, I, it's an interesting comment. I, I've known you for a while. I, I just feel like there's a there's a lack of uh, constructive dialogue and critical thinking. That uh, and and you've always been a proponent of. You've, you've you've helped us navigate, starting with, you know, through COVID, and and you've been. With data, mm -hmm. which is, and you've even admitted, you're you're always like your your worst critic or stuff. <laughs> but you're always you're so modest. Um, but we've talked about inflation and you know and how that plays out. Or mm -hmm. and, and you just talked talked about that last week. That that on, on the on the, I think it was the Nielsen poll or the Gallup, the Gallup poll. The Gallup poll uh, it's rising. How, how, it's the number one concern on people's minds, so other than poor leadership, unfortunately. Uh, what's, poor, what's, poor, what's, how, how would you? What's, what's your 
how would you manage to think about it? What, what are the things that you're, obviously leadership, you've said. Is there anything that, that you don't I, think we're missing? I think or do we, you think we're missing something? I think we are stuck in a short-term election cycle for policy. And we're competing against China, who has very long-term views. They're, they stay in office longer, but they have longer-term views. And I think that's one of the problems is there's too much business myopia and government myopia. It's all about, you know, staying in, you know, improving your uh, equity, your stock value, and it's about improving your, you know, getting reelected. And I think that's, that after time comes back to bite you. And I think we have to get longer term and be better planned and plan better and think it through as a country, not by party. And I think if we get past that stuff, we'll, we'll continue to be the dominant economy for a long time. And I think that's what we have to do. It's easier said than done, which is why I wouldn't run for anything. <laughs> I don't think well, that I don't think people want that. I think I could sit here for five hours talking to you. You might get tired. I wouldn't get tired of talking to you. Well, no, this is a great group, and and Thank you. you know we're what you've done with with the community, the 361 community is phenomenal, and and bringing people in like uh, Jobs Ohio, and and that's created the fun that we that was launched, which is another phenomenal opportunity for new businesses to develop. And I think that is one of the other things that's going to be important for our country. And it was really good in the pandemic that we did see a lot of new businesses started because when you have those challenging times like we went through the pandemic, it's those new businesses, those new ideas that drive us forward. And I think that's why as, as easy it is to get negative in the short term, there's a lot to be positive about in the longer term, even with all the negatives that we talk about. So. I think we have a good future ahead of us if we just, you know, play it the right way and, and get back to some of the old values that we had and, and better dialogue and start listening instead of just yelling and talking. And, uh, and we have to protect our children. I mean, the, another thing in Philadelphia today and that stuff, we just have to, there's no reason for this to be continuing the way it is. And that's where the leadership's lacking, um, too ideologic and not, not enough practical care about the people. So. Uh, I think that's not a positive thing to leave it on, but well, you can edit it. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. But thank you. Thanks for everything, Mark. Appreciate it. Come join our 361 firm community of investors and thought leaders. We have a lot of events created by the community as we collaborate on investments and philanthropic interests. Join us.